Welcome to Nerds of the Square Circle. We are your hosts. I'm Snarf Chris. And I'm Sam Jericho. Do his headband might be here by the end of the episode? I am not sure. But we have a special guest uh, tonight, Russ Radford. Much Russ appreciated. Radford. Yeah. Uh, he is part of the handouts from the Wildcat Wrestling in New Orleans. You stop it's... that. You stop that. Clap. Come, give Keep clicking. Going. I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, add, yeah, I'll, add, I'll add some more. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Yeah. <sighs> uh, he is part of the handouts with his tag team partner, Edron Stone. Uh, unfortunately, cannot be here tonight, but he's with us in spirit. There yeah. you go. Stone impression you want to do? I heard you wanted to do uh, that. You said that right before we went on the air. You know, he's got like this. It's hard to do. I always just think Batman, right? I just okay. go with the. Hey, what's up, Zedrin Stone? There you go. <laughs> so uh, hopefully we'll get uh, Stone on here one time in the future. But I'm yeah. glad you're joining us, Russ. Awesome. Pleasure. Uh, obviously, he's part of Wildcat Wrestling, which we talk about on the podcast pretty much every single podcast lately so before we get into it no follow us on facebook twitter instagram subscribe to the podcast on any podcast app out there leave us a review definitely on itunes leave us five reviews five five reviews leave us five reviews each time <laughs> 10 reviews Ten just reviews. record this one time and then just insert it into every show I've do 12 <laughs> reviews and then do a 13th review and then just delete it because 12 I, is enough i this up every single time <laughs> don't you dare leave us six reviews um 29 episodes in this opening is the hardest thing i do every single time and i should have memorized mm-hmm. and this is the wrong paper this is the paper for <laughs> the other show the wrong notes. So, <laughs> so thank you for being here russ like we said earlier we're really big fans of uh wildcat wrestling my first wildcat wrestling show i saw a match of y'all's and instantly nice. asked him Guys, worse because I like big dudes. Like wrestling. do you remember who who it was? Man, uh, it was through not. It might have been Pump, Pump Patrol. Patrol. Yeah, it was Pump yeah. Patrol. But yeah, y'all um, wrestled them at the last few shows. Yeah, yeah. Um, the pretty constant thorn. Yeah, our sides. You know what I mean. But um, they're a good tag team, so it takes a lot to put them down. You know, to be honest. So uh, so it's the odd thing because like I like y'all. My yeah. wife loves Pump Patrol. Okay, so well, she's I mean, constantly. You can your tell wife her doesn't love Pump Everybody's Patrol. wrong yeah. every once in a while. Your wife doesn't love Pump Patrol. Your wife loves Johnny Flex. There's a difference. That's fair. This is true. So. Who is the opposite of the handouts? Because Johnny Flex is what? How tall is Johnny Flex? I think he's like two seven. <laughs> Something. I don't like. know. And then how tall are you? Uh, I'm six six. Okay. Six six and a half. Six yeah. six. And then uh, your partner's how tall? He's six four. I think he's like he could be six five. Uh, depending on what uh, department store he's walking into, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, y'all. So y'all are some big guys, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're both blessed with the genetics <laughs> our parents gave us. You know. Are you from around New Orleans? Not originally. Um, I'm from North Alabama, so like Huntsville. Okay. Area is like, like a smaller, north. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely close to Tennessee, basically. Um, okay. We would take trips up to like Lynchburg. You know what I mean? Um, I moved down here 2013, I guess. And Edgerton Stone's been here. Like he's lived in New Orleans, basically. Oh, okay. Nice. Like Nickel State, full gotcha. ride scholarship and everything. So, oh, wow, dudes, okay. you know, New Orleans born and raised. Okay. So you went to uh, you went to LSU? Um, no, I went to Baton Rouge Community College. Okay, just cool. Because the uh, tuition was a little bit um, more favorable. Not an arm and a leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I only it just took a year basically of residency mm. to like get tuition. Okay. And then um, I'm planning on going either there or UNO. Depends on which one gives me the better deal. You know. I just I see you and I just I see football players football star because i played guy. football but it was never really my love um weirdly enough i was a drama kid 
like, okay. choir and stuff like that. So I guess it kind of makes sense. A band. Well, I was gonna, that... No, I, I was never in band. Yeah, all, right, all right. But yeah, like same circles. You know how high school yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah. But like theater and all that kind of stuff lends itself to wrestling a lot more than Absolutely. I think people. I, I, it surprises me. You have to be athletic, mm-hmm. obviously, number one, to get into wrestling. But just as important, I think, is the theatrical aspect yeah. of that, too, you know? Absolutely. I mean, uh, to be honest, that's what I, and like, I don't know when we'll get into it, but as a partner with Stone, mm-hmm. like, he is the absolute, like, raw boned, just worked his butt off athlete. You know, he's the jock and like, he's huge and he's athletic. He can do basically anything in the ring. And like, to compliment that, I try to engage the crowd more and he, the crowd loves him anyways, but like, I try (laughs) to like do what I can to make sure that they're with us on that level. And I also do a lot of the talking. So that helps as well. (laughs) How how long you been training? How long Uh, you been a wrestler? I've been training since August, 2015. And oh, then wow. that's um, really not that long. That was just a couple of years. That's yeah, no, less than two years ago. It feels shorter, and it feels like long when you yeah. really stop <laughs> to think of it. Like we went through our. You get into Wildcat, and then you have to go through like a conditioning period. So like you really have to like okay, we're gonna bring this kid in, but we're not immediately gonna throw him into the ring. We're gonna like make him prove it. And so you have to like run. You have to do a bunch of push ups and sit up routines, and like you have to do like bear crawls and stuff like that. And it all prepares your body for what you have to do in the ring. So I think me and Edrin started in like September. Okay. I started in August, and then we both got into the ring in November. So, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. How did y'all two get put together? Was that something y'all wanted to do? Uh, I was developing a attitude to de- that would eventually develop into what I portray myself as now. Okay. Um, and then he was there, and then we were both similar height, and we got along pretty well. So they are like... Okay you know what do you guys think Obviously. about tag teaming yeah, yeah. And we we're like that would probably be a great idea we would yeah. love to run over people <laughs> their combined mass yeah um because wildcat's been around for a few years now but they've never mm-hmm. really had what i'd call a tag they don't have tag team championships but mm-hmm. you guys have been we're working part of a that. big wave yeah, of kind of bringing that. that into the company yeah. yeah so i can see the idea of like we need to you know if we're gonna do that we need to start making some tag teams mm-hmm. you know or natural in uh a good fit for each other obviously i think y'all y'all worked well together you've only been wrestling together for about a year yeah but i mean, I mean it seems like y'all be doing it a lot longer uh, well it's it's just a lot of like us being together a lot of the time um us constantly in communication you know what he likes to watch what i like to watch bonding in and out of the ring me annoying him a lot so a lot of times <laughs> you know it's it's how it works and, and y'all wear black and green yeah that's somewhat nerdy colors, if you didn't know. Nice. Okay. Yeah. See, we okay. go with money, T-shirt. but like money. that's money yeah, as well. That's money. Like, there somewhat you go. nerdy is very money, in my opinion. You know. So, um, so you, so that was what? Uh, if you started in September, how long before you guys made your like roster debut? It was March of 2016. Okay. So November, December, January, February, like five months. That's pretty. Wow. That's pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, we were we were chomping at the bit, you know. Yeah. And then um, there was a tag team match going on at the time. They were using us for our height and size as like security, and we were yeah. just like, yeah, I think it's a pretty good time. Let's just go in and just lay waste to four people at once. Yeah, that's what's so crazy is that um, you were at that show, huh? I was at that show. Yeah. yeah. They um, I kind of look at it as like like a New Japan's Young Lions, and that while you're watching the show, they have all of their main roster guys come on, but then there's security which they need for the show. 
just bec- from watching long enough, you, you say like, well, I know that guy did security. And then a couple years later, he was wrestling. So you kind of start thinking of the security guards as like, they're future. the next wave in the future. I remember noticing you and Stone because you guys are hard to massive. miss. You guys yeah. are huge. Yeah. Like, like legit security. All you, you know? got to do is look up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the way it would always work is that you they present them as security. And then months later, they repackage and they present it as a new character. Kojak's one someone that they just did that with um, mm-hmm. recently. But then y'all's were so crazy because y'all were... At the show, as security, just mm-hmm. standing, like, you know, 20 feet to my left, and then just in the middle of a show, go, ah, screw it, NWO and then just it. and then just ran. Yeah. ran. yeah, just like the NWO. Yeah, and just and like it that. was very well calculated, because we both were like, okay, we know we're going to take this chance, we just don't know exactly when, but for the shows leading up to that, we had been placing ourselves at the right outside of where they come through the entrance curtain mm-hmm. to make sure that the cameras knew who we were. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, that's a nice make touch. Make us recognize yeah. and we were just like, just make sure everybody knows there are two giant guys lurking in the shadows waiting. <laughs> so how nerve-wracking was that? Was that your that was your first time in front of like a real audience? Um, I mean, I've, like I said, I've done theater and yeah, stuff like okay. that. Not huge crowds, but um, I've never been nervous in front of a crowd. So okay. I was excited, but I wouldn't say I was like nervous about okay. it. I was just, it's a job to yeah. do, you know? And then y'all came and just murdered everybody. Yeah. yeah. And it makes it a lot easier because, yeah. like, if we get in and then, like, four people and they just, like, just murked us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It would be, we would probably be more nerve wracking. But yeah, it was, it was a pretty good experience. When you came into Wildcat, you got put as a tag team. Yeah. Is that something you thought? you would be open to was that kind of something out of left field how do you like tag team wrestling was that something that you i love tag team wrestling in basically any shape that it's in okay like i'm a big fan of it and especially as someone who has been both an athletic person and then somebody who's like like gained a lot of weight in his past and then <laughs> lost it like yeah. as my conditioning has gotten better and better over the years being with wildcats helped um being in a tag team helps a lot because you can be on the outside and you can get a quick breather and it's yeah like, okay it's such a down, different dynamic know? it's weird when you've got wwe who's i think unquestionably the number one wrestling company in the world they have tag team championships and they they promote tag team uh, wrestling but they've always kind of viewed it as like you you can't really break out until you're a single star. If you're really going to be mm-hmm. the top guy, you have to break away from your partner. So, which I think is a shame because I really have always really loved tag team wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, did you have a favorite tag team when you were a kid, or like now, or is um, that something different? Well, like one of my favorite wrestlers ever, and one of my favorite, probably my favorite tag team ever was the High Flyers, okay. um, Kendrick and London. Um, wow. I loved those guys. Yeah. Like, um, not a lot of people really ever talk about that. They were tag team champions yeah, for a year, over a year. I mean, like both super athletic and just entertaining mm-hmm. and just like all of their weird choices of, okay, we're going to bring in like, we got like the baggy pants yeah, and then like the like theater opera mask. I was mm-hmm. like, that's kind of interesting. Like, do they ever get it? And like, they were good. You yeah. Know? They um, were, they were a cruiserweight tag team that wrestled with all the tag teams yeah. on the main roster. They had so many great feuds. They had they had that weird feud. Not weird, but just a clash where it was um William Regal and Dave Taylor mm-hmm. were such old oh, yeah. school European like hard knocks wrestling, which is really clashed, which you know, all that kind of SmackDown was such a weird yeah weird show back in like two thousand five and six where you have like JBL on top. Mm-hmm. But then you have all these 
cruiserweight guys going on in the mid card and stuff like that. Yeah, um, and I mean, especially when it was like that, like you had the Undertaker versus like Batista, and like those guys were constantly going at it, and like Edge was hanging around, mm-hmm. yeah. and like I think it was either his, probably his second Money in the Bank, like yeah, Rain, I guess. Um, yeah, that was that was my show for sure. I always like SmackDown a little bit more than Raw personally. Where did you get to work with or um, get to talk to Brian Kendrick? Because I know right before he started doing the Cruiserweight Classic, he had been working with Wildcat for yeah. at least a year up. up he was that. very he was very cool. Um, I absolutely gravitated towards him, and I was like, I'm picking this guy's brain, okay. like and just because I like appreciated his work so much. And then like talking to him more and more, I came to realize, oh, he's a, a great person as well. Yeah. Like he was always like at our shows, he would always kind of like not be in like the midst of like the party atmosphere so it was easy to like kind of get him away and be like hey can i talk to you can i get your advice about this what do you think about that and like yeah i can't say enough good things about that guy yeah. honestly who's your favorite current guy right now like guys you watch right now um i don't uh man that's tough to be honest um, do, you, do you keep up with the product I oh mean, yeah yeah absolutely only wwe or do you watch new japan i don't Potter? watch new japan yeah. unfortunately um i've only ever watched tna like okay. every so often yeah. it's everybody seems to else me, like, does too so. i've seen like clips of tna yeah. and then i hate watched like replays of tna for a while <laughs> when it was like when hogan and all of them yeah. first came in mm-hmm. which is sad to me because i like H- hogan but mm-hmm. like i don't know i just i don't want to be too negative about it you know what i mean but yeah. i've always been a wwe guy yeah. for the most okay. part yeah even like with the wcw like back in those days i still kind of gravitated more towards wwe even though my cousin who like got me into wrestling he was a wcw guy so that's the I, thing especially in the south yeah. uh there's such a hardcore following to wcw that most yeah, of because i was a wcw guy yeah. Yeah, see, sting oh, was my guy back in the day in scott yeah. hall uh-huh. um so i was all about wcw see i was all wwe but it's weird because most people you're either both in this in in the south you're either were both or wcw Mm. and there weren't a lot of screw Mm -hmm. wcw i'm on wwe's bandwagon so you and then i got into stone cold yeah yeah that's Uh, you people who don't watch every other person watching nitro (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah man um yeah wwe has always been like my goal and like what i enjoy watching Mm. just for one thing and like i guess it's kind of like underrated to me but the production value of it is so amazing like how clean it is and how clear it looks and like Mm. even when there are like mess ups or like little glitches handled yeah Yeah. it's handled and it's rare you know it's the oddness of watching like uh because we're really big into like new japan and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and when the mistakes happen there yeah they don't know what to do. Yeah. Like their cameramen aren't like as trained as I guess you would say as right. uh, in WWE. So when stuff happens, they miss the action a lot of times where a camera would be facing the crowd yeah. while they're screaming like, "Wait, what just happened?" And they they don't do replays either. Yeah, they might do a replay here and occasionally. there occasionally. Yeah. The New Japan, it's it's all about tag team wrestling. Mm-hmm. That's like every single match is a tag team wrestling. Yeah, and then the main event will be the main you know yeah, the match of the card. The whole card is is at least 75% tag matches. Yeah. So then it puts more emphasis on when they do they have do a single, single match. match. So it's an interesting way to do it. I hmm. like it. So I mean, I've heard that's the way it. like like I mean, old w- school Lucha Libre used yeah. to be yeah, too. Yeah, like a lot of tag team yeah. action. Like and whenever they ha- yeah. So when they would have a single match it's a little bit more important cuz you see them you never see them by themselves. So right. Ring of Honor's is good. So I, I mm-hmm. recommend watching that. So. I try yeah. to see as much Ring of Honor as I can, yeah. but like my schedule kind of yeah, gets yeah. in the way. Yeah. Um 
I mean, obviously Shane Taylor is one of those guys where exactly, yeah, he's somebody I'm definitely rooting for mm-hmm. and a fantastic just performer, former so, Wildcat champion. If you're unaware, yeah. absolutely, <laughs> yeah. And he tried to break rules number one, two, and three of the handout code. Yes, he did. And uh, yeah, we so never got an opportunity to rectify that. That was so interesting. So I'm not sure what's going on with Shane and Keith Lee because mm-hmm. I know Keith Lee went with Evolve and yeah. Shane's with Ring of Honor before when they were working more they didn't have the bigger contracts that they've gotten within the last year they were attacking called the pretty boy killers and they were tagging like that in texas and things like that while shane was putting his foot down and wildcat and became a big single star and after he lost the belt to buku Dao, there was this weird i it was it was this weird tangible energy where the pump patrol had kind of burst on the scene they were a big tag team and then you guys showed up the handout. So now there's mm-hmm. these two tag teams, like not two guys just hanging out with each other, but like definitive faction groups of guys. And then Shane Taylor mm-hmm. brought Keith Lee in. And then there's a third tag team. So it just seemed like Wildcat was going to be the place to be mm-hmm. with all this tag team wrestling action. And then the Pretty Boy Killers kind of went off in a different direction. But then now we've got uh, ZZ and the uh, the Mobile Hull Mobsters. Which is very different from the Pretty Boy Killers, but um, do you you know what what are your honestly whether you want to you know talk trash about it or not? I'm obviously I'm sure you think that the Handouts are the best tag team and Wildcat, um, but uh, I think that because I like despite what my face might say to people just from the outside looking in, I am kind of a humble person. I think that the Handouts are the fastest rising tag team in mm-hmm. Wildcat sports history. We're definitely the biggest. You know, it's I think. In due time, if we continue to just kind of work and hone our craft the way we have been, I think that we can lay claim to that someday. Um, but I'm not going to outright say, you know what I mean? That yeah. just because it's kind of like if you have to say that, then it almost it almost makes it seem less like that's true. You know what I'm saying? Well, as a fan, we can say it. So <laughs> appreciate that. Thank you. And, All the way, you know. And like... the scoreboard does say that. <laughs> the handouts have beaten the pump patrol twice now. Mm, that's true. So, that is true. You know, we're just going by stats. You know. So if they, if I don't want to put any uh, ideas, I'm not sure whether or not that's happening or not. Rumors, any of that kind of thing. If there were to be a Wildcat Tag Team Championship division mm-hmm. in Wildcat Sports, there has to be a first ever Tag Team Champions. Who do you who do you think would would get the opportunity? Wow, that's to a be loaded the question. I think that the first and then. Pr- if I would say first and probably only tag team champions uh, would be Russ Radford and Edgerton okay. Stone. But, I mean, I'm kind of a biased opinion, you know, so take it for what you will. Now, is that something that you guys want to do? I mean, um, yeah, we probably absolutely. need to take a break, but, we, you know, we talk about your success recently as a tag team going to uh, Philadelphia. Um, but before we do that, go back to the original question. Do you have a current favorite guys? Who is the guys that you kind of pay attention to right now? I mean, Samoa Joe, obviously, is somebody yeah. that, from when I did watch TNA, he was always, like, a shining star. Of, like, he stands oh, out, man. man. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, Personally, I like The Miz. Um, I just, mainly because of, he's different from, like, everyone in that he's like the he old school about the one of the last true heels yeah on wwe so yeah he's absolutely somebody you can easily just like look look, look at this guy yeah. damn like i just want to punch him you know i like i like finn balor randy orton is fantastic and mm-hmm. so just from like training my t- just two years almost experience even i have little i know so far it's easy to tell just that guy is 
one of the best in mm. the past 10 years probably yeah. and then like the hardys you know obviously love them um sheamus and cesaro you know i really love sheamus and cesaro yeah yeah and like they were somebody i did not expect to be that great as a team yeah, yeah chemistry wise but yeah. they've put on work some... perfectly together yeah man. yeah well they're both guys that aren't jacks of all trades even though wwe wants their mm-hmm. top guys to kind of be that way so they've been put in scenarios where they didn't look the best and i think that kind of gave them like a you know a lot of people like to hate on sheamus and then say that cesaro doesn't want to grab the brass ring as just the joke over the last few years, but that's like it undercuts how awesome mm-hmm. both of both those of guys are. really are. They really like, are. Ridiculously yeah. great. Cesaro, I've always been a fan of. Sheamus has always been like the up and down, yeah. it, depending on what, whatever he's going through. But yeah, together, especially them being hills now, mm-hmm. like works so well. And Which I, I didn't think I would like Cesaro as being, you know, the more Sheamus like. Mm-hmm. It's awesome though. Awesome. To it's, me, it kind of just seems like Cesaro right now is somebody that's like a Roger Rabbit kind of deal, and it problem it's problem I'm probably unique in thinking that, but it just seems like he's kind of going along with like whatever is just the most fun thing mm, for him to do. So yeah, like, yeah. if they're smiley and happy and like kissing babies and stuff like that, and he's still performing the way he is, mm. he's probably fine. And then if he's doing the you know the little hand signals and like beating up on people other people like, then he's yeah. probably still enjoying that too. You know. Well, it's, um, it's so crazy how, you know, it's tag team wrestling and Seamus, he got put with what it seems like, especially when they're not like tailor made as a team, like when the handouts, you know, to go back to Wildcat, you guys debuted, you guys are a team mm-hmm. as opposed to Cesaro seems to be that guy where they don't know what to do with him. So, so they throw him with this yeah. guy, yeah. but then he's so great and he commits to the team and he makes it work and then they become a real thing. He did it with Jack Swagger mm-hmm. and with Tyson Kidd and then now Yeah, with the Shane real American. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so great, you know, like yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, it's and then his stuff, their stuff with uh, the Hardy Boys really has been great over the last few months. That cage match they had at Extreme Rules was, was just great really classic good. tag mm-hmm. team wrestling. Which everybody's still giving that crap, that pay-per-view crap, but that one what people are that saying that i enjoyed that pay-per-view yeah, a lot more than everyone yeah seemed to. we're we did a whole show talking about how much we like that show for, for one thing we always do that it's not even that we try to do the podcast that way we are a, a positive podcast mm-hmm. we i can't stand wrestling fans that shit on wrestling all the time but we'll watch it every single week mm-hmm. so it's not that we don't try to do that i used we to be just that not guy. that way yeah. yeah i mean like as soon as like i got on the internet and started learning like the insider terms yeah. i was all on it and then i like especially being in wildcat honestly has made me start appreciating yeah. it so yeah. much more just like mm-hmm. oh i can see what they're trying to do there oh i can see this maybe this didn't work but it's not like there's a different perspective for you to, yeah, yeah exactly for sure and i guess we have the the smart mark you know yeah. like the mindset was it but i just like it yeah it, it should be enjoyable even when it's not good i kind of look at big picture things like well what is this going to lead to down the road mm-hmm. and sometimes you let down but did you enjoy that match yeah i enjoyed that match yeah so that whole pay-per-view or any pay-per-view that anybody complains about since everybody complains about every one of them now was still good mm-hmm. so. it's, it's people want different things than they used to now everybody mm. wants everything to be it's like movies are the same way if you go every movie on rotten tomatoes is either like 99 percent or 12 right because it's either got to be a great movie and if it's great then it's perfect mm-hmm. and if it's not then it's terrible which means that don't go bother to see it and not everything is supposed to be the greatest thing ever you can't watch every wrestling match and expect it to be a dave Meltzer six you know thousand seven. point you know match you know mm-hmm. the seven watch it for what it's supposed to be and judge it as such you know yeah 
So we're going to um, take a small break right here, um, and we'll come back, and we're going to talk about the Wildcat X-Rated show, which was this past weekend, um, and we'll be back with Rust. Imagine yourself on a journey with the somewhat nerdy radio podcast crew as we travel through forgotten realms and far-off galaxies. Your captains, the sensational Snarf Chris and the cunning Critter, constantly face an element of danger. Welcome to the Somewhat Nerdy Radio Podcast, the bright light in the podcast sphere. Download and subscribe Somewhat Nerdy Radio today on iTunes and SoundCloud or stream it at somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. There are several ways to raise money for a good cause. Some do it by running marathons. Some host high-dollar dinners. And some just do it by clever internetting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth Podcast employ a different approach. Wall-to-wall filthy f***ing language. Go to a grocery store, I'm like, I know exactly what I need. I get in there, I'm like, Yeah, the f*** did I even come here for? With our charity swear jar, every f***ed up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction. The motherfucker's a mouth breather. Gaming, movies, life musings, it's all here. Served on a bed of f***s and garnished with a crown of Shut the f*** up! How the f*** did we get here? F*** all that f***ing jelly bean! So if you want to hear us do good things with bad words, check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast on iTunes. SoundCloud, Facebook, or online at WIMpodcast.com. And remember, swearing is caring, so watch your mouth. Do you ever wish there was an easy way to find out what movies are coming out without having to go through the pain of Googling it? And did you ever wish you could get some random nerd's opinion on those movies? Well, your wishes have come true. I'm Billiam from Somewhat Nerdy, and I have a new podcast called Future Flicks, where I talk about every movie that's coming out during the week, and I throw in some opinions, facts, and even the occasional recommendation. So check out Future Flicks on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. We're back, and the dude with headbands here. Hey, yeah, I was here the whole time. You didn't see me. I was behind Russ. <laughs> nice. That's easy I was just to sit right behind him. Um, before we get into kind of the the local and uh, big happenings that Russ has been doing, we asked you about your current favorite wrestler. Who's your favorite wrestler of all time? Uh, you know, it's funny. You gave us a bunch of hints. Yeah, absolutely. We're um, it's atypical because you a lot of times you expect to see people like so. For Edrin Stone, if he was here, he would tell you his rock. The Rock mm. is his favorite, but and it makes sense because they're like twins. Ease, you know what I mean? Like it makes Wait, sense. Yeah, you asked like who do you think his favorite wrestler yeah. is, and I said The Rock. It's like, yeah, that's right. Because because obviously, so but see, and then you we talked about it, but you asked who's your who do we think your favorite wrestler is, mm-hmm. and I thought Shawn Michaels. Well, because he's a '90s fan, mm. and Shawn Michaels is the greatest of all time. They're two is it good Shawn reasons. Michaels? It is Shawn Michaels. Is it Shawn Absolutely. Michaels? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Um, and specifically, '97 DX Shawn yes. Michaels. That was, um, to me, the greatest stuff that's been produced so far. With like the barbecue cooking segment, the choker necklace, the choker Shawn necklace. Yeah. yeah, I was always like. <laughs> That, he is so good. He can wrestle with like a shark tooth around it. Like a, yes, like exactly. a weird thing, you know. Like and uh, the the DX state of the WWF address mm. that they had, like just comedic gold, you know. Oh, I mean? Yeah. And then they were like the Montreal Screwjob stuff. Like 
making Steve Austin the greatest thing in the world. You mm-hmm. know, like that was, you know, you can't get any better than that, personally. He's a good choice. Mm-hmm. He's on none of our lists for some reason. Which, I mean, not everybody's he's, perfect, He's one I of guess. my... You know, that's <laughs> well, all that's I'm what say. makes us a good podcast, because we all like different things, so we all bounce off each other pretty well. Yeah. Well, the way I think of uh, Shawn Michaels, it's like saying the Beatles are your favorite band. It's mm-hmm. such an ob not not to diss you for saying it like yeah. if he's your favorite is like when I when I got into it he was all personally he was kind of before my time and right. all the guys that I liked were more when I got to watch them start I feel like if you already were on top it's I didn't want to like just jump on the bandwagon and be like yeah I like this guy mm-hmm. who's on top right now right when I show up kind of thing it's like you know you don't want to say he's everybody's favorite I guess you know like it's like it's easy to say Sean Michaels of, is your honestly favorite. it's weird but it seems like the longer he's been retired people aren't giving him as much like props anymore you know i will it's agree that it's like they don't address him as much as they used to yeah who else you got on that list bro um number one Shawn michaels number two just personally i i enjoy watching is probably hulk hogan i love and my favorite wrestlemania of all time is wrestlemania 2 wow like, that's, two. that's weird and it's you're, weird i think you're the people, only person who's ever said i'll those hold words. that title you know like i'm <laughs> down with that but like i just love like the weirdness of it honestly like even the really like off the wall terrible like guest celebrity commentators they had mm-hmm. were hilarious to me because it was like i love it too because yeah. I, I, I went through number one all the way to the newest one with mm-hmm. my wife and she's like what are we watching right yeah. now and i'm like greatness yeah do you want to watch a blue steel cage commentated by elvira yes absolutely <laughs> in kong, what world does that not sound good <laughs> with king kong i am the Eggman bundy yeah like, that's amazing and bobby heenan's there and then like um uh, to me one match that i will watch all the time well i don't watch it all the time but i would like if somebody was like do you want to watch roddy piper versus mr t in a boxing match yes i'll be like heck yeah because yeah. like the end of it where he just like slings the stool across the ring mm-hmm. they're just like screw it we're just gonna fight like that's awesome to me i, I like seeing that scrum a scoop slam has never looked as awesome as it did in that match because oh, no. it came out of like it's weird how wrestling is so over the top now with mm-hmm. so much so many things acrobatics to it mm-hmm. that you don't even notice some of the things you have to be even crazier than yeah. it used to be which bret hart i know is like they need to do less and he pointed out that it was like you got a match where they don't wrestle at all mm-hmm. for so long so then the second someone does any wrestling move at all everyone loses their minds yeah because it's not supposed to happen exactly and it seems so cheating too and like roddy was just he's probably you know what i'll put him at like a also number two Roddy Piper, yeah. Just because everybody, like, I mean, the dog collar match with Uh, him and Greg Valentine. uh, Um, Even Adrian Adonis at WrestleMania 3, you know what I mean? Like, that was still, like, a very entertaining, like, oh, crap, we're sending off Roddy Piper. You know what I mean? Fantastic. Adrian Adonis has a lot of good matches on the Saturday Night Main Events. Mm -hmm. A lot of the good angles. They put him as, like, a feminine character a lot in the WWF. But if you look through some of his NWA matches... There's some pretty good stuff out there, because I like trying to find that kind of stuff. Yeah. Piper has great movies, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they Live, which um, is awesome. What is the Some Comes to Frogtown? Hell like... Comes to Frogtown, man. <laughs> I've never seen awesome it. I just love movie. that movie title. Like... Actually, on the next uh, Nerds of Square Circle pod, no, on, on the next uh, Somewhat Nerdy Radio podcast, we're reviewing that movie. Okay, there so, you go. So, for real. So. Yeah. <laughs> 
I um I I tried to get my buddy had never he was never a wrestling fan. Um, I was neighbors with this guy when I first moved to Baton Rouge, so I didn't know anybody. So I would always go to this guy's house and hang out all the time. And he was older than me, but I was just like, "Have you ever seen They Live?" He was like, "What?" And I was like, "Roddy Piper, <laughs> They Live. You've never seen that movie?" So I sat him down and made him watch it. We watched all the way up until like the fight scene, and that happened. And I was just sitting there like, <sighs> "That was so satisfying." He goes. That was dumb as shit. Why did you oh, make me watch oh, this? Oh, no. I was like, I've got to get out you of here. Can't I can't handle no this more. right now. And that was the end of their friendship. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, it's, the, it's called the greatest fight scene of all time yeah. for a reason. Uh-huh. It's, and, it, like, you go back and it is kind of dated, but still, as a wrestling fan, I can appreciate it. Go, oh, okay, that's what they're doing. And, like, his critique, he was like, they're just doing wrestling moves. I was like, that's what makes exactly. it great. Exactly. That's why it's awesome. And then he goes into a bank with a shotgun and sunglasses. And plaid, and that would probably not be awesome in and 2017. And no bubblegum. Huh? And no bubblegum. And no bubblegum. This is completely off subject. Behind you, there's a female action figure next to, like, a championship belt. Is that, who is that supposed to be? Is that Kelly Kelly? No, remember, is that, that who was is from that? when we first did the podcast, Sam. That's supposed to be the prize if anybody guessed right for my question, but nobody ever guessed it. So let's see if Mr. Russ can guess it. That was a really good segue. Great. <laughs> I <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> what it was, was the uh, question? Do you remember what the question was, Chris? He's not from New Orleans. He's never going to know it. Well, he may. I don't know. I'm a really intelligent person. See? What are you it's about to local say? TV. You don't need so to doubt me, bro. <laughs> Come at me, bro. I don't remember any of Ask this question, at all. You don't are remember you this? sure that I was, was here literally for this? on the first show that you were on yeah. with me? Come on. Hold on. Let I me don't put remember. my iPhone in my pocket. So that's not a wrestler. This yes, is. it is. It is a wrestler. Are you yeah. kidding me? All right, is that Sonny? Yes. That's Sonny? There's a signature on the back. It does have so a signature well, on the back. This was the prize. This is Sonny bendable figure from the early 90s that had the whole WWF <laughs> line. Yeah. What the hell? Why oh, do you damn. have this? Because I got a bunch of toys. And for you those have... people that aren't, aren't in look. the room, he took her arms and literally twisted them both upwards look and backwards. Her, look at her chest, though, and yes. not even in a like, she's not got, in a gross got, way, but she's a, got the high beams. I think it's anatomically correct. An personally, anatomically I mean, correct. but the the question was if someone could name what channel and what time ECW would come on. In the 90s during the Monday Night Wars in New Orleans. Which has nothing to do with Sonny. You just wanted to ask an ECW question. Sonny was an ECW. Was Sonny, were you an ECW fan? Uh, were, you, were you excited to I go like to... I like watching it back, but okay. I didn't start watching it until after ECW was gone, basically. So when Wildcats said that they were going to Philadelphia yeah. to do that show, were you still excited, though? Oh, yeah. Just as a fan, absolutely. But um, I'm gonna also going to say Channel 14 at 9.45 and 4 seconds. <laughs> Good try. Uh, no, I think we finally revealed it, and Luke would probably know for sure. Oh, probably. Uh, going uh, to the Philadelphia it was, thing. It was Cox Ten, guys. Cox Ten. Was it okay, Cox Ten? Nobody's ever answered that. We had, yeah, I think Cox Ten, and, and I think wrong. it would come on at like eleven or close to midnight. And it was. Syndicated. You were the only person who watched ECW in this entire area, Philip. You're the only person who would know. No, it wasn't. So well, Luke Hawks too. Luke, Luke so two now. people at least. <laughs> That's why I'm interested. It makes sense that Ten Cox would be ECW's like <laughs> TV station. That makes a lot of sense. They so speaking of uh, the ECW and Philadelphia and everything, y'all just had what was that a month ago? That was a couple. Weeks it's ago. coming up. It's coming up on like three or four weeks okay. ago. Yeah, y'all had a show there, the, a Wildcat show at the ECW mm-hmm. historic arena. Oh yeah, how was doing that? Because we was... were all bummed out that we couldn't go. We were all like, man, how could we get there? It's kind of like going to a really like a museum. And then, mm-hmm. like, stepping into a glass box and, like, becoming a part of that 
you know, that showcase mm-hmm. for like an hour or two. Wow. It was really like the atmosphere was crazy because you're constantly walking. It's like, oh, you can just go up to the locker room and put your bags there and you walk up and you like walk up three steps and then go, this is where Paul Heyman had that speech, you know, <laughs> yeah. and behind, beyond the mat. Um, like this is like, you're walking on history. Like, um, probably, I've uh, mind. I'm not. So gonna... it's like the wild. <laughs> I, I was going to make a joke that could probably get me beaten up if I ever oh, met this okay. person, but I was going to say like new Jack probably did like cocaine Ooh, around no, here. Somewhere. Don't, don't talk no, bad about new Jack. Talk. Exactly. <laughs> I know. Like I respect bleep, the guy. I love the guy. Simple, bleep new Jack. <laughs> no, <laughs> I talk about him. I'm listen, like, I have the yeah, utmost respect crazy. in the world for, you mr new jack but like it probably happened at i'm once. leaving i'm leaving he's not then. coming around the, he's not coming to walk out anyway i'm sure i would shake his hands i would be like please don't, don't hate murder me. me yeah exactly if he did though See, it would I'm, mean I'm, two things it would mean one that he listened to this podcast which is going. crazy that would and be awesome. two that he knows about wildcat and wants to come see the handouts which is also positive so, see, I think so both... the ass kicking would be worth it in the long run promotion wise as yeah. somebody who would be hypothetically involved in that ass kicking i don't know like it'd be just worth think, it just like... remember you'll have great music the whole time you're getting your ass kicked. that's true yeah because music never stops um so how is the like the ec uh ecw crowd or that the philadelphia crowd um versus like a new orleans audience yeah. you know well there were a lot of wildcat people that traveled up there um we had a pretty decent crowd i mean an ama- comparatively like for going into a new market the place was pretty packed you know what i mean so it was yeah. a great atmosphere um it was hot our match specifically we came on right after intermission so it was like we got half of it because a lot of people were still at the bar getting drinks. And so when we made our entrance, people were like still out of the seats and everything, but they started filtering back in as the match was going on. And um, we were wrestling Ken Dixon, who wrestles out of MCW, and a guy named The Bruiser, who also wrestles out of MCW. And Ken Dixon was the guy who... He was one of the guys we first jumped into, like, with Wildcat, our first debut. He was the one that got the first handouts double choke slam. So he was trying to get some revenge, and he and Bruiser, um, they kind of isolated me during the match and started really just underhanded, you know, just kind of whooping up on me. You know, I'll admit that. I'll take a a beating like a man. (laughs) Um, But as, like, that was going on, the crowd was coming back in, and so it was, like, more and more just, hey, like, come on, you got this. And then I finally made the tag to Edrin, and then... it was it was crazy just how hyped they get you know even for people that like we'd never been there before they were still just rocking and rolling with it you know you must have been entertaining say that again said you must have been entertaining i maybe i just have one of those faces where people are like we love to watch this guy getting beat up you know what i'm saying like oh snap gotta get my whiskey like yeah (laughs) that guy that looks like it but yeah i mean they they because they love edrin so like they finally came around a little bit Yeah, that was the that was the question we were we were thinking about because we've watched you beat up the Pump Patrol and a few other guys at Wildcat, and you guys seem very uh, heelish. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, like this past Saturday, we went to the X-rated show yeah. at the Shamrock, and you guys teamed with Scott Phoenix, mm-hmm. who's a big shiny baby face. So against the Mobile Hood Mobster. So would you say that you guys are on the good guy side, bad guy side, wherever you guys want to go? We specifically you... we specifically travel the middle of the road. 
Okay. Just because it's a lot more, it's a lot easier for both of us. Because if we were singles guys, he would absolutely be the guy that everybody loves. Just because of, like, he's got the look, he's, like, super talented, he's, like, an amazing, per, you know, athlete performer, and he's just hype all the time. So people can feed into that energy. And like I said, I'm the guy that, like, everybody remembers from the 80s, like, college movies. You know, where, like, <laughs> he's walking around, like, polos and stuff like that. Yeah. And, oh, just, oh, caviar is not that great, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm the guy that everybody kind of wants to see have egg on his face a little bit. Okay. But, yeah. like, so if it were the other way, we would probably be on, like, completely opposite sides of the border. But, like, we, as a team, we get to be in the middle of that. And so we get to just feel what the crowds feel in that time and be like, yeah. okay, we'll just roll with it, you know? Makes it easier to, like, focus on what's going on in the ring rather than, like, worrying about, oh, we've got to make sure they feel this way or they feel what they feel. Yeah. So. I loved, uh, the x-rated show we we all went to that show uh we we go to all the wildcat shows which are usually very family friendly not that, that they don't get intense with the match that they're going to yeah they're still they're great shows. they're not like made for kids but i, they're, can, I can bring my of, kid to you can bring your kid to the show yeah. the shamrock show was not like that mm-hmm. uh do you guys pref- do you do you guys look forward to doing the x-rated oh, show yeah, in the summer absolutely. so you guys can let things go um last year was our first like performing x-rated show uh x-rated two, and um we went in and we were still so new that we knew the crowd wasn't yet behind us so it was really nice being able to like walk around the ring throw the fist up you know and just feel that feel this the booze and then we started hearing the fuck yous and the oh fuck you and then it was like really really gratifying just to be like you know what there's no cursing restrictions just yeah. double bird fuck you too and like i went into it and like there were like five guys specifically sitting on one side so i said you and you and all the way down then the fifth guy was like nah i'm not gonna you that you're way too ugly you know what i mean like it's fun to just like turn that around you know that's um that's something i definitely look forward to every year and so does everybody on the roster that's such a weird i don't i've seen daniel bryan try to describe it like there's something so weird about my job today is to get as many people to tell me you yeah like if i get everyone saying that to me then i've done my job and that puts a smile on my face and that's such mm-hmm. a like that's a weird thing. like normally if you would get that reaction that's not a good thing you know? and like mentally preparing yourself to do that is weird too because you can't just unleash it every day like i can't walk and go get like a gallon of milk and then be like okay i'm specifically my job is to like make people as i walked in the aisles just ah, f- you you know what i mean but like (laughs) you've got to bottle it up and you've got to like just let the nerves kind of yeah exactly and then just unleash it once you walk through the curtain it's surreal yeah we had a blast at the wild the x-rated show i probably drank way too much that two dollar bottle does uh, that exist like it does exist so any wildcat guy that's listening to this and the the little chubby bearded guy that was talking about his podcast i apologize there were a lot of chubby people with beards though so i mean like you gotta be more specific well we were the ones that sandman poured beer down their their face one of them one of them i got okay he gave me the beer can so sandman poured beer down me and sam's throat and then he handed me the beer it was the greatest night of my life We'll probably remember that a little bit better than he does, though. Yeah, oh, I'm sure I would completely, <laughs> completely realize that. It's so weird how, because I wasn't, um, like, I, I enjoyed ECW, I enjoyed the Sandman, but I wasn't, like, a growing up on the product or anything like mm-hmm. that. I never thought that I wanted that kind of crowd interaction to happen mm-hmm. until it happened. And then yeah. I was like, oh, I always wanted it. And it, it was, was like, immediately, like, dream come true, even though it was not a dream come true. <laughs> Can you believe it, guys? You have made more ECW moments in this podcast 
<laughs> than this whole time do. ever. I know that. I know that. Uh, it was kind of the weirdness too because he walked up to Sam first and poured beer. And mm-hmm. I took a step back. I'm yeah. like, I don't want beer on me. It was the first thought that came <laughs> through my head. And then after he was done, I was like, ah, f*** it. It's only happened once. So I hoped it, I walked up thinking, yeah. well, maybe he'll pour beer on me. And he did. And then he gave me the can. So And then Sam got it signed. So that would have been you, like the equivalent of me like getting a random chair flown and hitting me in the face by Sabu for that first Yeah, time. it would be. You're, you're correct. But it didn't happen. I mean, if you want dodging. that, all you would, because I've only met Sabu once at the very first X-rated show, but from what I met of him and just interacting with him, all you would probably have to do is be close to him and a chair. And that has the potential <laughs> to happen. That was so, like, so we do the whole Wait, favorite, by the way, he was my number one. I was okay. going to say, we Sabu, do the whole, like, yeah. current favorite wrestler and yeah. an all-time. Phillips, at the time, because we just started going to wildcat he really loved danny flamingo and then his all-time favorite was sabu and then not long after that we went to that wildcat show and the and, main event and was, was danny flamingo versus sabu yeah and i was and the he... only person that did not know apparently everybody knew everybody knew at the show like even people i know that worked with the cameras and some stuff like that they're like oh you don't know who danny's wrestling so i was like no who's wrestling i was really oblivious and then it started getting close i was like oh shit. and then it happened and i was like on the inside i was like oh <laughs> wildcat fulfills people's brightest hopes and dreams yeah so that's all i have to say it you know like it's very would you say that um one of your dreams whether you realize it or not was to perform for the wwe on monday night raw on your birthday is that kind of a yeah kind of a cre- like imagine saying that to yourself like five years ago two years ago when you started training <laughs> Man, I mean, it's something I've always wanted to happen. It's like my ultimate goal in life mm. is to Next be... Next to The Miz. Yeah, um, I mean... So, uh, to people that don't know what you're talking about, explain what happened. What, what was this? This is two weeks ago, huh? It was Monday, June 12th, yeah. 2017. My 25th birthday. Happy birthday. Appreciate Happy it. Happy birthday. Thank you. Um, that's probably the latest birthday wish I've ever got. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was I at accepted. the sh- I was at the show. These two guys didn't want to come. I was the guy I'll on the fr- I was the guy in the front row with the Watch Wildcat sign that yeah. got taken down. So I got to see all this happen, which was not, you know, there's there's more to the story, obviously. But uh, so we, you know, we were there. Uh-huh. But how it, did that? How does that happen? Like, how do you? So how, you're wrestling for Wildcat. How do you so find yourself? Luke, as my mentor, as my surrogate father figure, texted me. I can't remember how soon before the Philadelphia show. He said the WWE will be in Lafayette, New Orleans. A bunch of guys from Wildcat will be there. Hopefully, you guys can have the opportunity to fill roles if you need to. You know, they always need guys to like work security or you know do whatever. And Edron actually got to work security was brock huh? yeah i was gonna say i saw yeah, it was kind of bad because like he got to be security and then brock and Samoa Joe start fighting and they have to go break that up and yeah. he got busted open with the clothesline <laughs> yeah like legit had to get like little like oh little wow tape yeah damn everybody else comes like wandering back in and i'm looking around i'm like hmm, where's edrin stone where's my bro and he comes back he's got like this big cut over his eyebrow <laughs> it's like what happened oh, brock <laughs> <laughs> um beast Oh, you said the oh, beast. Sorry. I, said the oh, beast. Yeah. I looked yeah. at the, the wrong beast. Yeah. no, you're good. <laughs> um, Scott Phoenix, head, y'all's temporary, uh, yeah. y'all's temporary third handout was also one of the security guys too. Yeah, right? yeah. he was. He was a much shorter, <laughs> and he wasn't shiny because like he didn't have the the baby oil. That okay, night. yeah. You said yeah. the br- shiny baby face, like mm-hmm. yeah, shiny. <laughs> yeah, shiny. <laughs> so, what did you get to do? 
we were there we were sitting there and they were going over stuff for the show um the camera crew and all the producers and stuff and um arn anderson comes up to all of us he's like all right oh my god that's awesome we need somebody to dress up in a bear suit (laughs) and i was like oh my god i want to do this and so like he gives it to edrin first he's like you try it on so edrin tried to put it on but his shoulders are so broad Mm-hmm. sleeves didn't fit and so uh, he looked at that and he was like oh it doesn't fit on you looked at me you're taller so it obviously won't fit on you so they went down the line and scott was almost the bear oh, they got in and then like he was like talk about stuff but then michael hayes came over and said no he's really big so he'd probably work better as a security guy mm. okay so that's fine um then another one of our group got chosen um he hasn't been licensed yet he's not really a wrestler but he was able to make it to that show and be there so he jumped over the rail um and it was luke's luke's son actually Uh he was just there with us and they recognized him they're like oh can you fit in the suit he fit into it he's like five nine five ten ish you know so like got in there just looking at him like yeah you've got an amateur wrestling he's like an actual really Uh good school amateur wrestler and um he got in there like yeah can you do all this he's like yeah and i actually dress up in new orleans in a mall as a bear and so they're like perfect (laughs) and like they were loving this kid and it was like Arn Anderson, Road Dog, um, Michael Hayes, and they were all just there, you know. And Triple H was in the background, and was like, "But I'm not licensed. Is that a bad?" And they're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. You know, like, God damn, okay, this isn't gonna work. That's a legal thing. So then yeah. they got um, Mike Money Mike Carradine to try it, but he jumped over and he fit. But the Miz and all the people were involved. And they're like, "If he's supposed to be Ambrose." Yeah. Then this isn't going to work at all. Oh, I never even, I didn't even think about that. Because the height difference is yeah. so bad. Because Dean Ambrose is like 6'3", 6'4". Dean Ambrose is a big guy. He yeah. doesn't seem like he is, I guess, because he wears just a tank top and jeans and yeah. just like regular gear that he don't, he doesn't stand out. But he's, I think, might be taller than Triple H even. Like, he's a Triple tall H dude. is like 6'4". Um, I'm, it's, if they're different, yeah. there's not much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so then they were like the height difference well damn okay and then they were like okay just try this please try the bear suit on and they were getting really frustrated they're like well we might have to change some plans or whatever and what do you know it fit yeah it fit perfect <laughs> perfectly and even when scott phoenix put it on and then he took it off and put it down i was like trying to like stretch the sleeves out a little bit <laughs> i was like please i was like i knew if i try this bear suit on it I can perfect. do this. Yeah. I can be this person. So I put the suit on. They fit on. They're still kind of looking at it, and they're like, eh, "It it works, you know? It kind of works." And so, like, I put the head on, and then I just started like being goofy with it. So I was like dancing, like side to side, like a, like a zoo bear, and I was like, put my hands like paws, and, like pretend like I was trying to box with somebody. And they're like, "Okay, this works." Like jump over. So we went over everything, and um, they got the tricycle, and they didn't have the seat on it. so i'm sitting there with arn anderson and he's like well kid you can probably like you know you sit down in a little bit and you just try to balance yourself as best you can and then triple h was like well we got a seat for it right and i was like i hope so you know he's like can you even ride this thing and i was like yeah yeah absolutely i wasn't gonna tell him no (laughs) and he was like well even if you bust your ass it's okay you're in a bear suit (laughs) i was like you almost ate yeah um yeah i mean it was catching some speed i was like oh i was trying to balance but i knew like we had done it a couple times and i fell over every time i was like i'm just gonna try to be goofy with it you know i was like i'm in a bear suit i obviously you know don't know what i'm doing you know so like it's cool and then for the rest of the day basically i was kind of like 
baby duckling with Arn Anderson, you know? Oh, wow. That's awesome. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, everybody was really helpful. Um, Hey, you know, just don't, don't be nervous. It's all cool. You know, like, um, being encouraging and stuff like that. So it was probably one of the more amazing experiences of my life, to be honest. And then you got to, in a bear costume, wrestle the Miz on Monday Night Raw. Well, technically, I was his tag team partner. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know. And then he got fed up with me afterwards and stuff. He, like, beats me up. Because, I mean, I guess I look too much like Dean Ambrose under the bear suit. (laughs) That's my thing. I was trying to, like, win. You know, I'm, like, on Raw in a bear suit. It was was you and the Miz against um, Heath Slater and Rhino. Yes. Yeah. Did you get, so did you, did you, you got to make contact with, I can't remember exactly how many you got in the ring with, with Slater or with bear hug? Um, I got to, Paul him a couple of times, <laughs> um, which that was Arn. The whole time he was like, really reach back with that one and then just come through it and then come through with the other one if he comes back at you, you know, like that. And then I know how to do a bear hug, but they went over it just in case, mm. you know, because they don't, they don't know who, you know, we didn't have like practice matches or anything. So it's not like yeah. they know exactly what my level is. Yeah. Um, and I'm big, so I'm in a bear hug. Isn't that <laughs> yeah difficult um yeah and then and then i got hit from behind and then just got thrown around basically it was kind of cool because uh we were watching me and my wife the the mascot took off i was like that's russ from the handouts and i yep. paused it and she's like are you sure i'm like no that's definitely him and then he didn't realize it because he was live at the show yeah until we told him he's like really i thought i I, did, I couldn't tell where yeah. I was. Yeah, I was I was drunk at the show. You were on like the opposite side from yeah, the hard. camera. I was camera, on the opposite so. side of the hard camera, and I was just yelling drunk obscenities at the bear, yeah. saying like bear puns like that. Oh, dude, that it was barely was like, hit him. Man, I'm telling you what, like I've that experience. Just the crowd was so. I mean, I got bear chance, honestly, yeah. and it wasn't even like necessarily me, but I felt you know just being a part of it. I was like, I feel this, you know. I was like, yeah, bear, bear. Bear, bear, and like I had the tag rope because I was like, if I want to get tagged in, I gotta hold the tag rope. You know? <laughs> and then Booker T, like, kind of like he kind of gave me some props on commentary. I he watched did. it on Hulu afterwards. Yeah. He was like, "Yeah, the bear's holding the tag rope, like he knows what he's doing a little bit." And I was like, yes. <laughs> "Made me feel good." And uh, I noticed the whole time he was trying to like he, he I thank you Booker T because he was yeah. definitely like, he was like, "Oh, that's a pretty big bear," you know, like that. And when I tagged out, he's like, "The bear's pretty smart," you know. And I'm, he, he was doing a cut to help me out. You you know? Dude, he might want you to come wrestle over there in Houston some, dude. I've been backstage. A couple of our guys went to ROW, yeah. and I got to meet him. He was just very, really cool. You know, we just haven't had a chance to go back in dude, a while. So. I missed that whole ROW versus mm-hmm. the Wildcat. It was awesome. It was the cool, like, inner, like, Texas versus Louisiana. Yeah. And it was cool to see a bunch of other good professionals come into our territory and battle right in front of us. Because mm-hmm. I would have to explain it to my girlfriend and my mom. Like, when Stevie Ray came out when his belt was missing and got robbed from him, mm-hmm. he came out, and I stood up, and I said, where's your belt, Stevie? And he came, he's a humongous man. Yeah. He got right in my face, and my girlfriend and my mom were sitting next to me, like, what's going on? And, you know, he goes in the ring, and then my mom re- leans over to me, she's like, do you know him? <laughs> <laughs> How did you know his name? <laughs> right. Because my mom, she's so honest when she goes to wrestling. If, if it gets a little too intense, she'll just, like, hold my arm and say, oh, just like get really into it, like the dog collar match with um, Luke Hawks and Socorro. Mm-hmm. She couldn't watch it. She had yeah. to just turn around the whole time because it was getting really bloody and stuff. So it's, yeah, it was I got fun. a lot of sh- blood. Uh, I got a lot of Soko blood on my shirt because I was one of the people that had to like jump in and grab him. Oh wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. I was worried. You know what I mean? He, he <laughs> yeah, bled no, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was that was a that was a violent match. That was that was crazy. 
So would would you say that it's safe to say that your bear match is your favorite match that you've had personally? Honestly, no. No? Um, wow, okay. I mean, I mean, like, it's one of my best experiences, but, yeah. like, just as a match, okay. the mo- the one we just had at X-Rated, I, th- I thought was pretty good. That I one liked was really being good, able yeah. to whoop up on some, like, newer guys, but, like, it, they took opportunities to, like, really shine for themselves, and I'm proud of them for that. Um, I really liked our last match with the Pump Patrol. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I was on the outside for most of that, and they legit knocked me pretty silly. Like, Johnny, like, pulled my, he pulls my leg out, and I hit my head on the side of the apron, and then he, like, clocked me against the side of the ring, and I felt this, like, <laughs> like ringing for a while. So, it took me out of the match, but, like, when I was able to get back into it, um, I just felt like our, the story that we built was really good. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I really, I really want to keep, if you guys wrestled the Pump Patrol like every show, I would be mm-hmm. I would be cool with that. Y'all yeah. y'all have very good chemistry. I like it when you have two teams that whether they get along as real people, just looking at like you look at these two guys and you look at those guys and like those guys would not like each other. Yeah. Those are the best matches where nothing else needs to be said, just like you just and it's true because yeah. like we hate the pump patrol <laughs> because they're really annoying and they think they go to the gym more than edger and stone does and like you know and they don't like us because we're bigger than them and better than them and we're not johnny flex who is small and i will break two, two him seven is that what you said two seven uh, i don't know I, was kind of, I felt like that was kind of generous <laughs> personally it's uh, this math right yeah. simple math uh do you have a favorite we always ask everybody, do you have a favorite match of all time? Like, not necessarily one that you were in, but just as a fan. As a fan, um, I love Hogan versus Andre. Yeah. I love I love Michaels versus Austin at 14. Um, Great match. And, but my favorite match of all time is probably Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker, Hell in a Cell, uh, Bad Blood, 1997. Yeah. Um, I love their matches at WrestleMania, but like the Hell in a Cell match, it set the standard. You know yeah. what I mean? Like when you have Mick Foley saying, "Okay, I've got to top that by nearly killing myself." Like that's <laughs> that's yeah. just heaven. You talk about a lot of singles matches. You don't really talk about too many tag team matches that really stand out or tag team that stand out for you. Well, I think everybody kind of looks at singles just because they can really like. Oh, I love. Um, just this person, I want to be that person. Tag team matches, I would probably say, um, the Bulldogs versus the Hart Foundation at WrestleMania Mm 3 was a good match. Uh, Not even a good match, like a great match. I like watching Bret Hart stuff with the, like, second Hart Foundation in the 97. And, like, that year was probably one of my favorites. But I loved seeing the, um, Davey Boy, like, walking down the aisle and, like, fans will start razzing him. He starts getting in their face. But then Bret Hart kind of pulls him back. He's like, hey, no, we gotta focus on the match. To me, it was perfect storytelling because it was like, he's literally a bulldog. He's literally a bulldog (laughs) to just, like, got off of his chain and is like, you know, like, barking at people and Bret's, like, his owner, like, get over here like come back you know and it was like simple character stuff like that dude i'm gonna find you some good old southern tag team stuff some nwa some yeah. awa um i ECW recently stuff. when i was when we were preparing for this up uh, this match at x-rated three i watched bob orton and dick slater mm-hmm. versus wahoo mcdaniel and not oh. jay youngblood but his ricky youngblood 
think so. Yeah. It was Jay Youngblood's like younger brother, mm-hmm. but that was a great match. And something I told Edron Stone, I was like, "What I really want to do is you pull him out of the ring, have his arm. I come off of that apron, just like you know, yeah, with the double, double axe, axe handle. handle. Like just... the double axe handle is one of my favorite. Just like you can mm-hmm. come off an apron or second second rope, anything. Yeah. It's just Macho Man would over intensify the camera angle. They always made sure that it was low and high so they can just catch that full dramatic yeah 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 absolutely um and even the um and i'm an idiot but axe and smash demolition yeah they were great too i've taken you like a them lot better of... than the road warriors because to me probably, I, I, I didn't, I didn't probably. They had a better theme song so huh they had a better theme song so yeah i <laughs> i like the road warriors presence mm-hmm. better but just as the way they move the way they wrestle i like demolition better yeah. probably um i like the one where it was like i don't know i don't know it's kind of hard to like go back to his favorite moves from them but yeah. i just love the way they work together yeah they're more fluid because the the road warriors were just destroy people they were just bouncers mm-hmm. they'd get in a ring with face paint yeah. and then say the most ridiculous stuff on promos i could yeah. i could see that but i don't agree <laughs> that's fair well yeah. Russ, like i said we're all big fans i was a big fan of the handouts like the first time i saw y'all it's, much appreciated it's awesome to have you on the podcast we would love to have you again in the future heck yeah uh, you and stone uh they'd be awesome we like talking with people with good taste so you <laughs> there know, you that's go that's all i can say wildcat wrestling uh we'll have links to all their facebook page website all this stuff uh you have an instagram that you want people to follow i'm you? russ radford on instagram and facebook okay. so check me out at both of those okay spots. i'll put links to that in the facebook page too anything you want to promote right now is time to do just it. just be paying attention to wildcat sports you know like the best honestly and non-biased the best wrestling going on on the independent scene especially in this area but i'll stack it up with anybody personally y'all have a streaming service now right yes vimeo on demand uh, wildcat sports and entertainment it's 4.99 for a subscription or 99 cents for just individual episodes and to me the i mean the subscription is like the better bang for your buck but they have flexible options for anybody and again i'll put a link to that in the show notes page too um make sure on our side go follow us on facebook twitter instagram youtube subscribe to this podcast whatever podcast app you're using and leave us all the stars on the reviews uh again russ thank you for having coming and join us in the the nerd room it was a pleasure is there an official name for that this place i was thinking about that earlier the nerd room i think is everybody just, just calls it the nerd the room. nerd room you oh. should call it the nerd quarters the nerd quarters. nerd quarters there you go that sounds a little more official are you a nerd as yeah, we, as we leave. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Here. He's here, isn't he? I received from you guys a Mount Doom Lord of the Rings snow globe. Big uh, Lord of the Rings guy? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was sad by how the Hobbits 2 and 3 oh, turned don't out. Even, yeah. But I loved the first one. I did, I did like, like the first, the first one. one. Yeah. But I think they should have just kept it to two <clears throat> movies instead of three. But, like, those are my three favorite movies are Fellowship of the Ring. Well, okay. Return of the King, number three. Two Towers, number two. Fellowship, one awesome wow my yeah. favorite yeah. why why number one why fellowship number one i'm always kind of like nostalgic with stuff like i like how the way it should it used to be you know yeah and that, i like i love jim Cornette's podcast for the same reason <laughs> i mean yeah. it's kind of like keeping that same Thank mindset you. yeah right and i mean it's just kind of like nothing has to change does it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway Thank you for joining us. Uh, we have been your hosts. I am Starf Chris. I'm Sam Jericho. The dude that's not wearing his headband. And we are with Russ Radford from the handouts from Wildcat. Thank you so much for being here again. Much appreciated. A pleasure. Bye.